0: You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman here with Joe Shasky. We come at you uh, every week, once or twice a week, depending on the schedule. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and do not miss an episode. All right, so Shasky, I want to bring about a new segment idea here on the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast that I like to call short hops. Basically, sometimes it's just... There's sometimes a lot going on. Sometimes there's not a lot going on, but sometimes there's just a lot of small things that okay. are going on like this week. I think there's a lot of small topics that we can really jump into here. Just kind of rat-a-tat them really quick. And so the first one I want to get into just really quick, Camille Duvall. That's the guy who we're going to be watching all year long. Um, had a rough outing in Detroit over the weekend. And then you didn't see him again until yesterday. Is the, does a conversation need to be had about Duvall's status as the Giants closer?
1: They don't have a better option. You know what I mean? Like and, and this is part of the young maturation process of a, of a reliever. And I've talked about this at length. You know, Brian Wilson, Mariano Rivera. I mean, these are the high end guys, one. None of those guys had success as closers, full time closers, 40 save seasons until they were 27, 28 years old. Trevor Hoffman, one of the greatest closers of all time. Now, would I like him to be farther along? Of course. Of course, but I think all of this scar tissue is actually going to end up being a good thing. The reality is this. It's very simple for me. He has to find this year or else he's he's in big trouble. He has to find faith in his fastball. Everything must work off the fastball until he can gain trust, command and confidence in that. I think
0: everything else is going to be erratic at best. Yeah, I agree there. Um, Moving on. uh, Let's talk about Joey Bart behind the plate. This is a huge year for Joey Bart. We knew that coming into spring training. You know, the front office said that nothing is guaranteed for Joey this year. He's hitting really well right now. I think he's hitting like around 370. Um, He finally got his first extra base hit the other day. It was a double to the wall in Miami. And even more so he's throwing guys out. He's yeah. got a, he's got a very strong arm. We've seen and that quick release. Uh, very quick release. He's getting it down to second base and uh, just around 1.9 to 2.04 seconds. Is that good or bad? Well, I looked up Yadier Molina's uh, time to second base. That's basically the same spot that Molina spent his entire career in uh, was right in that window that Joey Bart has nestled himself into. So when you're throwing out runners, when you're when you're throwing down the second base at the same rate as a Hall of Fame catcher, I think you're on a on a on a good track there. Uh, Shasky, just start the season. Is, is Joey Bart passing his test right now? I think it's too early to tell. Uh, you referenced he just
1: got his first extra base hit. I'd like to see more power. I'd like to see more you know, doubles. I'd like to see more hard hit balls. Uh, I do think slowly he's starting to not rework his swing, but fill some of the holes on the inside pitches because that was a major problem. Uh, he's still going to have you know a high amount of strikeouts, but I want to see him do this over a two-month period. If he can do this mm-hmm. for six to eight weeks, now we're talking about something. Uh, I don't necessarily have a raw home run total that I'm looking for, but I would like to see doubles, extra base hits start to increase. But I like what I've seen thus far.
0: Yeah. And I've, I've always loved his swing. I've always loved the sound the ball makes off the bat when he hits it. It's just when you see it, it's like, come on, it has to be something there. Yes. We have to mine something out of that. It's just, but another, another uh, way you're seeing Bart really kind of establish himself is defensively as a catcher. Now mm. I know there's still some issues with some of the past balls, but, and say what you will about pitch framing, he's gotten, he's, Better this year at framing pitches yeah. than he was last year. He is he is nibbling in some extra strikes, which is very key for this pitching staff. Um, if he can exist maybe as a defense first with a little bit of offense catcher, is that enough for him to maybe stick around?
1: I would say yes, because I've seen guys like Austin Wins and Kirk and Sally stick around for a long, long time. It may not be necessarily with the Giants, if yeah. we're being 100% honest, but yes. And also, you have to remember, Patrick Bailey is looking really good in double A. I've been looking at those numbers uh, five for five day the other day. Um, He may not be the long-term solution, Joey Bart,
0: but at least let's see it. Like give him the runway. There's no excuse. Yeah. I've heard with Bailey. It seems like it's, it's, he's hitting well against righties, less so against lefties. Is that uh, the correct? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to work on that. But then again, if he can't hit lefties, he'd be a perfect fit for the Giants because no one can hit lefties right now. Speaking of lefties, a uh, former Giants lefty was in the news today. Madison Bumgarner DFA'd by the Arizona Diamondbacks and Shasky, if that wasn't one of the most predictable results I've ever seen in baseball, I do not know what is. When you saw the news that uh, Bumgarner was released by the Diamondbacks, what kind of went through your mind?
1: thinking it's unfortunate um you know the giants are probably gonna throw themselves a uh, party if you're in the camp farhan you know don't give anyone a contract and i was wrong i'll admit it i wanted to see bumgarner retire a giant he's gotten out of shape i mean he just has i mean he's, he's let his body go um and yeah most people were probably right he probably wasn't gonna be worth his squeeze but at the end of the day like look at the Giants rotation. It's not much better. I mean, it really isn't. I mean, let's, let's, uh, we can't be out here throwing stones at a glass house here. Right. I mean, we live in a glass house. So uh, it's sad. It's really sad. I bet he reunites with Texas and goes to the Rangers. And I have a feeling this is not the last we've heard of
0: Madison Bumgarner. It'll certainly certainly be interesting. I mean, that was, I kind of knew that Baumgartner wasn't coming back after 2019, not so much because the Giants were going a different direction, but because the performance really did not tell the performance, not scream to me. Let's invest more time in this guy. Hmm. Uh, Ever since the bike injury back in 2017, he's not been the same pitcher. The home runs have gone up. The multi-home run games have gone up. The fastball has slowed down. Shasky, in 2016, his fastball averaged about 91 miles an hour. It's down below 90 now. It's right around mm-hmm. 89 at this point. Uh he's getting hit harder. Oh. Uh, the, you know, he's getting hit more. The cutter, which was such a dominant pitch for him when he was with the Giants, you know, he was holding guys, you know, to, to 270, 230 with the cutter guys are hitting over 300 off the cut over the last couple of years. He has just been regressing in every single metric uh, that you can think of these last few years. And it's not one of those, Oh, well, if you look under the hood and look at this, this, and this, there's, you know, <laughs> some positive progression expected. No, there, you look at his baseball savant page. There is not a single number on there that no. suggests that better days could be ahead, a change of scenery, reuniting with Bruce Bochy. Maybe that helps, yeah. but, in fact, it's, it's it sucks. It sucks seeing what, what what he's going through, and you know when he gave up the home run to whether it was a Wilson Contreras the other day yes. um, with the Cardinals, and he's barking at him. it wasn't the home run. He uh, he was he was barking at him for pimping a walk, sorry. And the bump barter screaming at other guys. I don't miss having to defend that. Like I always felt yeah. the need to defend him in those situations. I don't miss doing that. Um, There's lastly, no doubt about be- it. Lastly, it's before just sad you- to see a legend go out like this. It is. It's not fun. I but. Hopefully he can bounce back really quick um, before we wrap things up here. I know this is a Giants podcast, but the A's did make some news in the, uh, the cover of darkness last night announcing that they bought, they, they bought a 49 uh, acre plot of land in, in Las Vegas. The move to Las Vegas is happening. The Bay bridge series rivalry. uh, The days are numbered there. Shasky, That's another one where just when you saw that news, uh, what went through your mind?
1: Well, we can dive all day into what the ownership of the A's isn't and what they've done to that city and to that community and that fan base. Let's take a different angle here. How does this affect the Giants? You want to know what I'm really worried about? Hmm. Not that the Giants are going to be the number one team in the market. That really now they're not really competing with anyone in the market to be competitive. What's pushing them to stay relevant? What is pushing them to be better? Right. Like there was mm-hmm. something nice and special about, hey, the A's do it with less money, but they do it better. And the Giants. Oh, well, we, we spend a lot of money, but we win championships like there was a healthy, competitive balance yeah. and rivalry there. And I just worry that if you are allowed as the Giants to rest on your laurels and you're not competing for market share, you're not competing for fan bases, you're not competing for the casual dollar. Do they take their foot off the off the pressure off the gas pedal? Like, that that does worry me. Like, Sam, that worries me. And then simultaneously, the Giants wouldn't be here if they weren't granted San Jose territorial rights from the A's. So this is a very, very sad day. But from a Giants standpoint, I'm worried. I am. Not that the Giants are all of a sudden going to lose a bunch of money. That they're going to take their foot off the pedal from an ownership management point of view and maybe think that they can... Cruised to still being a financially wealthy team, but that doesn't mean they need to be competitive and feel the team that we want as fans.
0: Yeah, no, I think the Giants would be uh once the A's do leave, they will have the largest market to be occupied by one team. So there's financial opportunities there, there's there's influential opportunities there. The Giants have to be willing to take advantage of that, though. Yeah. And again, the Giants they could have seated San Jose back to the A's to keep them here. The giants did not do that, which means the giants in a sense probably wanted this to happen. So the giants will probably be getting their wish. They're going to get the Bay all to themselves. It's just a matter of uh, what they do with it. So Shasky, uh, got the sad, sad for ace fans. I am sad for two of my best friends are ace fans and they're, uh, they're incredibly angry with, with how this is all played out. So uh, Shashi wrapping up things here. Uh, they got the Mets in town. Kodai Senga mm. on the mound against the, yeah. uh, the Giants tonight. Giants tried to go after him. And he of course said no. So I expect him to throw eight shutout innings against the Giants tonight because team guys who turn the Giants down just seems to always do well against the Giants. Giants will not see Max Scherzer though in this series. Uh, Thank God. He got ejected for sticky stuff on his glove yesterday and no Justin Verlander either. Uh, I believe he's on the IL. So, Giants take it on the Mets this weekend. Hopefully they can start to turn things around because the schedule is not getting easier. Uh, Sam Lubman and Joe Shasky. This is the garlic fries and baseball guys podcast. We will catch you on the next one.